You are welcome to another exciting episode of CADA Matters. CADA Matters is an awareness-raising program of CADA. CADA is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse, a UK-based charity working to prevent and end domestic abuse, especially in Christian homes. Listen to this episode with Gracilis so as to build healthy relationships and keep your home and relationships abuse-free. So we were all welcome to today's episode of Kada Matters. Kada is <laughs> Oh, <laughs> ah, I'm a prophetess, you know. <laughs> where are your off- where is, where is your offering bag? <laughs> I'll, I'll put my account details for the offering. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll put my account details for the offering. All right. So thank you for joining us tonight. And for those that will join us or watch the rebroadcast at some point, this is um, CADA. Um, CADA is Church Against Domestic, is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse. We're an organize, a non-profit um, organization that seeks to educate, inform, intervene, and signpost um, people who are in need um, who are going through any form of domestic um, abuse. It could be violence, it could be physical, whatever kind of abuse that you go undergoing. We're here to support you, to help you, to keep you informed, and also to make us all aware of things that we could be doing that could result or could be termed as abuse, but we're just ignorant about them. And that's what we're all about. We meet every Thursday at 8.30 where we discuss various topics, very interesting topics as it pertains to abuse. And today is not any different. Um, Today we're talking about emotional abuse. We've looked at it before and it was just good that we bring it back just to keep our memories fresh. Um, Last week it was domestic and we looked at domestic um, abuse and self-esteem. I think we had a doctor who kind of came, um, Dr. Ayum. Dr. Ayum was here with us and she looked at different ways that domestic abuse can impact our self-esteem and and how it could lead to low self-esteem. And today we'll just want to continue in that realm. And on the hot seat today, as always, um, it's the convener of Cardo Matters. I'll let her introduce herself. Oh, hello, I'm Gracilis. Um, I'm coming out Kada Matters and I'm here to grow up my as we discuss domestic abuse, emotional abuse as a form of domestic abuse. All right, okay. So let's jump jump right into it because we have our time is limited. So could we, for starters, what is emotional abuse? Let's start from the basics. Okay, so emotional abuse is a way to control another person by using emotions. So you could use emotions to criticize, to embarrass, to shame, to blame, or even manipulate another person. So I would say in general that a relationship is emotionally abusive when there's a consistent pattern of abusive words and bullying behaviors that wears down a person's self of self-esteem and undermines their mental health. That is um, emotional abuse. And in an abusive relationship, what happens is that the person who usually tries to invalidate you, have unrealistic expectations, create chaos, use emotions to blackmail you, and then sort of isolate you and control you. Okay. So when it comes to emotional abuse, the chief weapon is emotions being used. 
emotions emotions okay so um let me get this straight right because um i would say it's a positive but it could also be as a negative where you have people throw the word emotions you're toying with my emotions you're you're abusing me people toy with the word abuse so in a relationship um a man and a woman a married couple or they're in a relationship um then involved in a romantic relationship or even parents then then they have arguments which are quite common when two people two different people are together and then in the heat of it everybody's like calling each other names and all and saying things hurtful things could that be termed as emotional abuse well no because if you remember my definition says and there is a consistent pattern so sometimes in our relationships once in a while we blow off the steam we say what we're not supposed to say we're very angry sometimes we refuse to engage i know we've done silent treatment before some men will not eat their wife's food you know this can happen like isolated so you know sometimes you know, everybody is entitled to one crisp everybody is entitled to do something really out of the box but when we say well, by the time we talk about abuse we're saying that there is a pattern we're saying that emotional abuse is actually any non-physical behavior that i think is looking at the aim really because what's happening is that it is designed to control to intimidate to subjugate to demean to punish or just to make another person you know bring that person to such a state that their emotions are worn down they have no defenses and they're dependent on you and you can control them so I, i think that that's the difference i mean if you have an argument and you call each other names and all of that that that's it does happen it could happen isolated as an isolated event but when there's a pattern of even when this is the norm in the relationship when someone is using negative emotions and behaviors to control you then we would say it's emotional abuse So yes you could just quarrel with your spouse so don't just say ah, emotional abuse so that's what they talked about in Canada <laughs> in my house <laughs> yeah i think the, the i think the key thing words for me is the aim is it to manipulate is it to demean you know um to degrade a person before and the keyword that repeat that pattern is repetitive all right so then would we say that emotional abuse is quite common and how different is it to other forms of domestic abuse you know how for how different is emotional abuse different from other forms of domestic abuse i would say that emotional abuse is common um interestingly because there's been lots of you know work done on physical abuse and sometimes you hear people saying um, when people are talking about domestic abuse most times people refer to domestic violence because that's the one every, everybody sees but sometimes what the, the truth is that emotional abuse hurts more than even physical bruises and and most times really emotional abuse is common as it is not just only romantic relationships it could happen in the family it could be happening in your workplace your boss could be you know trying to do that with you ignoring you just doing all manner of things to make you uncomfortable trying to get you to do what you don't want to do it could also happen in a friendship it, uh the thing about emotional abuse is that it could sometimes occur in isolation but most times it occurs with other forms of abuse oh okay. interesting or it, it could serve as a precursor to mm-hmm. another form of abuse so so why on earth you love someone or you're working with someone you're work you're together like you said it could be in 
why would this occur? Why would emotional abuse? What causes this to happen? Okay. Um, welcome, Bimbo. I, I think one of the things that makes uh, emotional abuse occur is it, just the same thing we've said all this while. People abuse because they want to control, you know, and by continuously having that sense of control over um, the person, they are eroding the victim cells of what and esteem. And then you begin to lose yourself and depend more and more on that person. And at the end of the day, the person can actually isolate, control you. We've done several, there are several things we've treated here that actually is emotional abuse or forms of emotional abuse. And those things actually, at the end of the day, when they occur, you actually lose your sense of self and begin to depend on the person. So that's, that's why people do the goal of emotional abuse is to control, is still the goal of any form of domestic abuse. Okay, you are making references to um, other forms and... Okay, yeah, Pimbola uh, says people abuse because they want to control. Yes, that's okay. That's the goal to con to control. So how can um, I identify that I'm a victim or my actions can be termed as domestic abuse? So let's look at it both ways. As a victim and as a perpetrator, what are the types, what are the forms in which emotional abuse occur? Okay, well, we've said that it's non-physical. So you could do verbal abuse. That's a form of emotional abuse. You know, anything, you, even the, let me not say the Bible, yes. <laughs> but verbal abuse, using your tongue, you know, to talk and talk and talk. Stalking, we've done stalking before. Somebody stalks you, you you're going to feel threatened and you're going to, you're just going to feel like your life is not in control. A very popular one we treated severally, gaslighting when someone begins to make you feel that your reality is not true and you're thinking, am I crazy or something? Yeah. That's emotional abuse. Somebody could use humiliation, negating, criticizing you. you know, there's something, there's something about, oh, this is my, this is my 2% two, two saint contribution. It's different from criticizing. Some people cut you. They're not criticizing. They're not giving, I think, negative and positive criticism. All they're doing is pulling you down. Some people criticize you and you think, some people even pay you a comment. And you will feel, you will feel not yourself. Mm. So and someone could even use control and shame to actually abuse the other person. Those are different ways one could actually do that or accuse, blame. Someone is always accusing you continuously. Mm. A, a wife continuously being accused by a husband of all manner of things. I remember someone was telling me that uh, her friend, it was so bad that if she came back from work, her husband asked her to pull her pants down and he would check. Don't know what he's checking, Shabo. He's checking. Yeah. You know, and then she was just becoming more and more. And she was almost going crazy. I said, What am I doing? I said, I'm not doing so blaming, denying, acting like something never happened. Or somebody could actually refuse to show emotions or give emotional neglect. All of that is actually emotion, emotional abuse. Mm, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, thank you very much. Um, Sue says people abuse because they're insecure and scared to lose someone also that's right there thank you sue thank you for that corruption and um, that's um contribution it's just amazing you know like you're saying about that emotional neglect where you you tend you're meant to be loving someone but then you're now purposefully emotionally draining or depriving that person it's um yeah yeah thank you for those points yeah so um can you help us with some um, examples of attitudes that people might have or some behaviors that people would have that we can say, ah, I see that this attitude or this characteristics can be ascribed or is 
emotional abuse. Okay. No, we talked about humiliation before and negating, criticizing. So, name calling. Someone is just continuously calling you names. Big mama. You know, and the person knows that you are conscious of your weight. Yeah. You know, so uh, big mama. Always, on that table. Yes. You know, big mama. Oh, can you imagine? Somebody asks her when she's delivering. Meanwhile, she's not pregnant. You know, just continuously joking, sarcasm. You no, know, there's an edge of sarcasm in the joke. It's an insult on your appearance, belittling your accomplishment. Everybody else thinks what you've done is great, but your spouse just puts it down, puts down your interests, you know, mm -hmm. keeps on pushing your body, making, giving you derogatory pet names. Um, you know, I, I don't know if you've had that experience where, oh, yes, oh, yes, pet, yes, love. Those kind of pet names that you're feeling, well, sometimes in the workplace, you're like, what's the meaning of that? I've got a name. You know, give me my name and stop calling me all those things. Or the person could actually do go the other way, yelling and screaming, patronizing behavior. That's public embarrassment. Those yeah. are several ways that someone could humiliate you, negate you, or criticize you, and all that is a way of emotional abuse. Yeah. I think, you know, like when you started the examples and I said a lot of people, especially from my culture, could be on that table of calling people names that you know that they don't like, especially when it comes to their physical characteristics, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and it's like body shaming them, but they be like, ah, it's harmless, but you are doing it repetitively every time. Mm -hmm. And you know that this person doesn't like, it's like, you can't take a joke. Like, no, I'm not finding. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it, yeah, we call people, you because it has a big head, we're calling the person Edward, Edward, Edward. And he's like, stop calling me that. You know? <laughs> it's good to see some of these things that we, we are comfortable with in some cultures, but that can be interpreted or results or leads to or can be termed as um, emotional abuse. Thank you for those um, practical examples. Okay, so we've said that um, abuse is about control. And so how can I use control and shame or, you know, like, like with the examples I give in calling someone because their head size proportion is a little bit bigger than the rest of their body, calling them Edward or and all those kinds of things. How can control and shame be used as a way of um, emotional abuse? Well, if you look at control, somebody could be doing that by spying on you, checking where have you been, put an app on your phone to know where you have been, or go and drop this. I mean, I, I remember watching one film on domestic abuse and this girl's husband always had a whole list of things for her to do. And he always, he always had like, you're supposed to take five minutes from here to there how come you stayed much longer in the post office than you would have stayed before? And, and you find that those people, they go to the GP surgery. If the GP is running late, they are not themselves anymore. Do you understand? Mm. So that monitoring your whereabouts, all that is controlled. Digital spine, like what we're talking about. You know, somebody making unilateral decision-making in the house. You just make the decisions. You come back and your husband has, has changed everything, decided he wants a new cow. Just change everything. As in, you're not consulted continuously. Mm. You know, when you get treated like a child, there's a way you speak to a child, there's a way you speak to an adult. If somebody continuously speaks to you as a child, if someone continuously lectures you or gives you direct others, no please, no this, no what's your contribution. You know, at the end of the day, your, your sense of self will begins to lessen. 
At the end of the day, you start that that's all that's that's a way of using control. The person is rather than treating you as a partner, the person is treating you as a child. That is emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well. Uh, thank you. Thank you for those examples. Could you also just give us some examples as well? I think because examples make it real. Examples bring brings the whole message home. So how can you've talked about accusing, blaming, denial? How can this be translated? How can they be used as emotional abuse? Somebody could have insane jealousy. Do you understand? At all times, the person is always suspecting and all that. Like someone said, since they're always suspecting me, let me cuckoo. Let me just do what they are suspecting me of so that I can have peace and know that I've done, I've done that. So that's another way somebody can do it. Turn the tables. You know, some people are very good at doing it. They'll just turn the table. They'll change the script. They'll start playing victim, you know, or maybe gaslighting you. Something that is true like this, they will turn it around and say it never happened. Act like you start going crazy or perhaps even using guilt to try to control you. Mm. And then some people could blame you for their problems. If, if you are always the person to be blamed for all the relationship problems in your relationship, then that's abuse. Mm. If somebody never takes responsibility for any of the problems, you know, then that, that is definitely an element of abuse. It, it mm. all keeps tribalizing the things that you say, you know, just like what you said, claiming that you don't have a sense of humor. Can't you take a joke? And I'm not just taking a joke. You're saying things about someone in front of their friends. You have guests in the house and you're making, oh, did she really do that? You know, faint sort of like, oh, did she do that? You know, those kind of things. So every partners are supposed to strengthen each other. You're supposed to be your greatest cheerleader. Yeah. And people should not come to you thinking that man acts like his wife is dumb. I don't know if you've met people like that. Or have you met some women that they act like their husbands are dumb and why their husbands are trying to say something, even in public, they are out there to correct every statement, dot every T's and dot every I's and all. And if you continue doing that continuously, you'll be belittling the person. That's emotional abuse. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I really get those examples, you know, just talking down or making the person. I remember years ago, someone said, I can't remember. It's like if she was talking to women, she was like, if you act, think your husband is a fool, then you're a bigger fool for marrying that person or for mm -hmm. being with that person, you know. Okay. So then there's, we said about emotional neglect and we talk, mm -hmm. also talked about isolation. I think because one of the things we always say about abusers is that control and they want to isolate you. What are the examples or how are the ways that that can be seen? That um, when we say someone is emotionally neglected or someone is being isolated, practically, how does that happen? Somebody could withhold affection. And I'm talking about continuously withholding affection. I remember someone telling me she, she, oh my goodness, oh, that was really bad. Like, she was having a miscarriage, you know, and her husband just looked like nothing was happening. Hmm. He was acting like, when you're done, oh, oh, let's go to the hospital. Oh, oh, oh I don't like going to the hospital. Yeah, I've never been to the hospital until I married you, I started going to the hospital. <laughs> Do you understand that kind of, she was having a miscarriage and her husband was acting like, he was being bothered. This was an extra burden. So we told him affection, you know, turning, just tuning you out, making, as in, this is a miscarriage. You are thinking that we're supposed to be going through this together and then you're just on your own. You're back and someone said, when I lost my dad, I couldn't cry in my house because I didn't want my husband to see me cry because I 
I've, I've over time I've come to see that he, he finds delight when I'm pained. So she had to go somewhere else to cry out her eyes that her dad had died. Wow. And that's very the level of emotional abuse. She had gotten to that stage that she had pledged herself that he's never going to see me cry. There's wow. nothing, no matter what you do, you are not going to see me cry. So that's someone, you can imagine that. You can imagine being in a situation like, when people lose their parents and their mind, it's supposed to be better. So show that to cry. Okay, I even have somebody else and all of that. So sometimes even trying to come between you and your family, shutting down communication, that's another way. I mean, that silent treatment is a form of emotional abuse. Sometimes just demanding respect or dehumanizing you and then putting the emotional needs ahead of yours. Yes, we should love people as we love ourselves, but there's a certain way we go about things, you know, that will make the person feel like you're thinking about me as a human being. So if you watch out for these kind of things, that is, this, I mean, examples we give, those are different ways in which emotional abuse can occur. Wow. this It's really, really crazy. You know, those examples, when you break them down that way, you just start seeing actions that you've seen in people or perhaps yourself, if you want to tell the truth, sometimes you've displayed some of those things, but you, you don't want to call it emotional abuse. It's, it's, it's really amazing. I want to imagine by all these examples, emotional abuse can be as painful as and hurtful as physical abuse or domestic violence, physical violence in itself. What does emotional abuse do to a person? Because from all the examples you've been given, I'm like, imagine that the last example just broke my heart into pieces. Like you've lost a parent, you can't cry because in your own house, just because of that kind of, thing you that person has been to so what I, I wonder what that person is going through and what had some of the things that happened to be what what can you do to a person well i think that when you when you're in an emotionally abusive relationship you could have short-term effects you could have long-term effects you find out that you have difficulty concentrating you find out that sometimes there's moodiness you've got muscle pain you can't really explain muscle tension sometimes you have nightmares you find that your heart is beating, you, have, you, know, you just have anxiety. All of these things have come as a result of what's been happening in your home. Or you just, a, sense, a low sense of self-esteem. I think this is something we discussed last week. You develop anxiety. I've talked about that. Chronic pain, you know, just sometimes you can't even sleep. And then sometimes you just, you go the other way. You don't even want to talk to people anymore. There's social withdrawal, you have loneliness. And then at the time it, it continues, the person actually starts to lose their sense of what, And that's without a single mark or bruise. And then these wounds, the bad thing is that these wounds are invisible to others. You know, they are hidden away from every other person. But what happens is they are creating big cracks in your sense of wellness as a human being. And then over time, you just welcome at that. So over time, you just find out that all of these things erode your sense of self-worth and then you're, you're no longer yourself or you don't begin to see yourself realistically. That, that, those are some of the things that could happen when somebody you know, is going through emotional abuse. So we've identified the long-term and the short-term effects that emotional abuse can have to mm -hmm. someone. And because we're getting down now to the top the areas that people don't like to discuss and because kata means church that means we're christians so i'd want to ask you like 
Is it possible that emotional abuse can occur in a Christian home or in a Christian setting? And then my second question again is, does the Bible say anything about emotional abuse? Is it one of those areas that the Bible is silent and then we have to use our moral compass to decide? So that's well, two in one. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Does domestic does what now? Does emotional abuse occur in Christian oh, homes? In yes. Christian homes or Christian I think if yeah. you've been listening to us all these years, you would know that yeah, domestic abuse does occur in churches in Christian homes. So yes, does the Bible say anything? And, well, in the Bible, we have some practical examples of emotional abuse. I mean, between Samson and Delilah, that was emotional abuse going on. That was emotional abuse when Delilah, hey, if you really love me. If if that's not abuse, what do you think? It's not um what's that now that we say? She was nagging him. It was she was nagging. She, was, she continued and continued till he lost his sense of he lost what was precious to him. What he knew was not to be disclosed. Do you know how many do you know how many times she should have said if he does this, she's like if you really love me? And, and I know that sometimes we read it in the Bible and it's just three incidences. But I tell you, they didn't just happen Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. They continued when maybe by the time it's time for them to do do something together, she'd be like, mm, how, this love that you're trying to say you love me. You know, she went on and on and on and on and on. And that's that's emotional abuse. If you look at Nabal and Abigail, when they're describing Nabal, what did they say? He's a fool. Nobody doesn't listen to anybody. That probably was an abusive relationship. So yes, it does happen. If you even look at Isaac and Rebecca, there was some form of abuse somewhere going on in the home that made one person pitch tent here, pitch tent there, decide mm -hmm. to deceive and all of that. And you know, the Bible always makes us understand that, listen, these things, this, the home is not perfect and mm -hmm. all of that. So, so that's it there. I think those, those are really forms of emotional abuse that we can see, especially Samson and Delilah. I tell you, Samson and Delilah. Mm. Mm -hmm. So if we were to... If someone were to find themselves from all that we have said, from all the examples and how emotional abuse can occur that we've listed out now. So if as a Christian, I identify and I'm like, oh, this is what's happening to me. Oh, this, all this thing, I, it resonates with me or it resonates with a family member or a friend. What can that person do? What can they? What can their response be? Especially within the context, because we're a Christian organization. As a Christian, how would you respond? Thank you, Bimbo. Yeah. I think that something I forgot to mention just now when you talked about um, if it occurs in Christian homes. I think one of the things we try to do here is also realize that sometimes we could be the perpetrators. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if we've listened all through and you found out that, okay, this thing I've been doing, it's emotional abuse, yeah. then this is another day to repent, to say to our partner, I'm sorry in the way I've been behaving. And please, if you catch me in this behavior, call me to it. I say, put yourself accountable, call me to this behavior and, and you know, confess to God. I say, God, I don't use emotions to manipulate my partner. And then if you yourself are the victim, the good thing about this, all these things, being able to recognize and I would say that there is no straight jacket of this and this and this is what you should do. Every situation is different. But first of all, being able to recognize that this is what is happening and then understanding that this is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. Also understanding that it is not your fault. It's not anything you've done now that is making, um, what is it called? Making you, people abuse because they've chosen to. It's not the devil. It's not a generational cause. 
And what else? What's it not Sorry? It's not your village people. It's not your village people. It's not a generational cause. I'm welcome, Amati. And it is not punishment for sins. Mm. Bible tells us that Jesus has redeemed. It's not punishment for sins. So just recognize and know that, put the responsibility on that person. And then check also, because we say emotional abuse usually occurs in combination with other forms of abuse. So check, are you in danger? Because that's the first thing here. Life first. You know, we don't want you praying why someone is cutting off your neck and all of that. So life first. Mm -hmm. So don't check, are you in danger? If you're not in danger, okay. So make yourself a priority. Discuss these issues with this person. Get the person to see, listen, this, 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 uh, something. And then establish boundaries. And when you establish boundaries, stick to your boundaries. Don't establish boundaries. Because when you establish boundaries, people will test them. Yeah. People are going to test them. And then realize also that you can't fix somebody's what the person wants to do, they will do. So don't try to reason with the abuser, don't try to make them don't don't try to make them change or see, make them see reason. You just oh this, 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 this. And you and make it like like we've said before, someone is always yelling. You just say, Listen, we're supposed to be having a conversation. If you continue yelling, I'll leave the room. Hmm. That's that's a boundary. And the person continues yelling, you, you leave the room as if you've decided what should happen. Yeah. You know, if somebody talks down, talks down, talks down on you like a child, you call the person and say, don't speak to me like that. If you want me to do something. I remember recently I called someone and said, no, you don't speak to me like that. And I felt very happy with myself because that's not something I would normally have done. But I felt happy with myself at the end of the day because I was like, that's the right thing to do. The person might not like it, but it will not happen. You probably would not happen again because you called the person and you said to the person, don't speak to me like this. I am not your child. Even if it were a teenager, I would not speak like that. So you establish a boundary. Because sometimes we don't do these things and we just think we'll pray it away. Mm. And I don't want to say some demons are not prayed away because some things are not demons. Some <laughs> things are just people are willing to do People are but I will need to deal with them rather than, mm. you know, by the time we attribute it to the spirit. Yes, yeah. We, we, and then we we'll put the blame, we move all the blame to the devil, and the devil is there wondering what's happening. We're still having those same relationship problems. Mm -hmm. So, so that's what I'll say. I'll just say simply assess your situation, make yourself a priority, make sure you're not in danger, speak to the person, and establish boundaries. And then realize that this is an adult. You can't. Um, you can't fix them. You can't fix them. Yes yeah yeah so what about so that's in a relationship within the context of a home or a working relationship but then again if it were emotional abuse because of the examples we've given if it's occurring within the church community that is the organization called the church because people would say the church is you and i now i'm talking about the church as an organization as a community if um, i can identify with all the examples we've talked about and say this is what is happening what can i do then I think we've discussed this when we're talking about spiritual abuse, because spiritual abuse also is a form of emotional abuse where you are conformed to act a certain way, do certain things. You can't, you can't question a particular authority. And we said then that you could have the individual or the collective one all happening to conform you to a particular way to shame you. There's also shame that you didn't do this, you didn't conform to the mode and all of that. And one of the things we said is if you recognize what's happening, pray. Don't try to divide the church. Don't be the one to cause. It's better to leave than to go around saying, hey, this church, emotional abuse, the other day, pastor called me. 
but yes, you might be saving a life. I'm just joking. <laughs> so there's a way to go about it as it's where, you know, you're looking at, is it an organizational culture? You know, is it just somebody? Is it a leader? I, I remember having a leader who, you know, was just interested. And I, I remember it was either told so I said, leave this group. Leave this particular group. This is not the thing that happens in the whole church. The thing is happening here in this particular place. Mm -hmm. And because of the way this person is, this person's psyche, this person's self of self-esteem, and if this person cannot see people as a team, then rather than being here and be... Because you see, like what we're saying, talking about emotional abuse, when someone is... You've done something good. Everybody else can see something good, but your spouse is the one that is negating and dropping down what you've done you're in a group and why, why rather than the group going oh let's put in on our team effort the leader doesn't want any any doesn't want any team any effort that doesn't have yeah. the glory yes yeah. you know, that that's a practical thing that could happen in church and the leader could just be emotionally abusing i remember that in the church the thing about church is nobody's paying you you are there you know and then you're thinking oh i'm working for the lord and all of that you need to take care of yourself you need to take care of your heart you need to take care of your emotions fantastic thank you so much gracilis beautiful session tonight apologies that we ran um slightly um ahead of <laughs> we've gone we've gone late so you added some you added some jara into the matter <laughs> <laughs> it's good to make it practical and relatable. Yeah. I think that way it, you hit um, you, you people. You're able to help people some more. Mm -hmm. So thank you everyone for staying with us. We should have finished by nine. We're rounding up now. So thank you very much mm -hmm. for your time. Thank you, um, Abimbola. Thank you, Sue. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Badagri Dam, Jam. Thank you, Hannes, Tina. Thank you Mama for <laughs> thank you, thank you all for joining today. We were talking about emotional abuse. We looked out, we defined it, we looked at how it occurs, we looked at practical examples of where it occurs. And as always, we always end with how you can help I either how you can get yourself out or how you can signpost someone or just Basically, I think those tips are just enough. Make yourself priority. You're not being selfish. It's important that you're alive. So make yourself a priority. And a key one that a lot of people, especially within the Afro-Caribbean community, not even the Caribbean, I think the Caribbeans are more bold. The Afro um, community, that issue of boundaries, we because of the issue of respect, we are not able to set boundaries. People do the same thing over and over but we're grumbling, we can't do anything about it. So it's okay to set boundaries, please. And like she said, don't blame yourself. And importantly, I would also add that you should establish a support network around yourself. Have people you can talk to. It's okay yeah, to yeah, take counseling. It's okay. Mm -hmm. your, if your pastor is not a trained counselor, do not be afraid to seek counseling. There are lots of Christian psychologists out there seeing psych a psychology or psychologists or seeking therapy is not a sin according to any book in the bible it is not a sin it is perfectly okay to seek help through governmental bodies as long as because you're a christian the spirit of god will bear witness with you if you're in the right place seeking right counsel but what we're saying is don't be isolated and don't be alone and don't suffer or die in silence so thank you thank you thank you absolutely for everyone for joining us please again i am begging you i'm soliciting i am appealing to your nature i hope you're not using emotions <laughs> <laughs> I mean that. please stop 
subscribe to all our social media handles we have this husband matter where it's a relationship about a blog about relationships we publish stories every friday every tuesday we have teachings reflections from children um then um we also are on kada matters we're on facebook we're also on instagram please do we're also on twitter so please just hit the like button subscribe and follow us but above all share our content with people that you love in your whatsapp groups share them as they say share 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 intended so thank you everyone for joining us um, god bless you we look forward to seeing you here again next thursday at 8 p.m. god bless you enjoy the rest of your day <laughs> p.m. enjoy the rest of your day and bless you we love you bye okay, i love you too bye bye we hope you enjoyed and learnt from today's session till we come your way again remember God hates abuse. There is no excuse for abuse. The church, which is you and I, say no to domestic abuse.